The words click to subscribe may be one of the more immortalized of this generation. Let's face it, it's everywhere. Most of the time it's a hook to ensure the content, maybe even the show, garner someone's attention not just once, but hopefully many times down the road. But if we take a step above the quote-unquote harmless transactions of subscription, the economies in question, quite literally, change the moment actual currency enters the equation. Yep, we're talking subscription services this week. From the ubiquitous red envelope in every mailbox on your street, well, once upon a time, to the vacuum-packed food cooked with a button press so simple, maybe you should have just had it cooked and delivered in the first place. So this week, let's take stock of where those credit card charges are really going in 9.99 increments. While remembering, when it's done, go hit subscribe on this show while you're at it, huh? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here this week to talk something that it may be the most universally relevant topic I think we've ever had as far as whether you're tech, non-tech, um, yeah. the, the numbers support this is an everyone, I'm, I'll shy away from saying an everyone problem, but it's definitely an everyone thing. It might be a problem depending on how far yeah. down this rabbit hole you <laughs> I go. I know I have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so we're here to talk about what is the thing about subscription services, because really you could encapsulate almost everything we buy anymore to some kind of subscription service. I yeah, mean, definitely. they are selling glorified oh, toaster oh. ovens with MRR attached to it, for heaven's sake. So, I mean, it's it's, it's everywhere. Oh my God, I forgot about that thing. You're right. A- you, absolutely. You, you pay the subscription model. They send you the food that cooks in their specific thing with their specific instructions. I forgot yes. all about oh, that thing. I have thing. seen that, yeah. I will dive right in, guys. <laughs> my Roomba is technically a subscription service. Mm-hmm. I have, for all intents and purposes, a MRR-based subscription robot in my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it cleans your floors. You don't have to worry about it. It, so that's good, it, right? Well, okay. Well, let's let's dive right in, like we do. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna step back here in a minute and look at a, from more of a historical lens up to present. But let's let's talk about the Roomba. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. I, mm, I don't right. subscribe to things because I don't like it. You can go too far, but obviously they they got me somehow. And I use a service called Roomba Select because I'm lazy and I really enjoy not vacuuming puppy hair off of my <laughs> floors eight times a day, which is right. what it would take to get the puppy hair off of the oh, floor definitely. of my house. <laughs> so I, as I do, spent an incredible amount of time researching and die. I knew what model I wanted. I knew all, I was ready to make my purchase. And then a good friend of mine, I happened to go over there for an unrelated event to their house. And I saw he had the exact model I was going to buy. I'm like, oh man, James, like, the, how, how do you like it? Like, I've, I've got one in my cart right now. He's like, don't do it. I'm like, Oh, you mean you don't like? He's like, no, 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 don't buy it outright. Look at this. And he showed me this service called Roomba Select, which was depending on how you want to do it on a one year agreement. Um, there's no upfront cost. They, you just sign up and they charge you the first month and they ship you a Roomba. Um, or for I think it's $99 upfront, there's basically no commitment. Oh, um, wow. Okay. The model they send you retails for eight or $900, depending on where you get it and what sale it might be on. So it's, it's, it's a higher tier version of their product. Um, but again, this isn't a Roomba show. This is where they get you with a subscription. So for that monthly cost, I want to say it's, it's either 20, I think it's $29 a month. Yeah. So 29 a month, I get the hardware because I, I, I had no problem with the one year. Heck, I'm almost, I'm almost a year into it now. Um, so I did the no upfront. A week or so later, my Roomba arrives, set it up, and it now does it. It's, it's a regular old Roomba. Like, it's not like I don't have to sign in with a special app. It's just their regular iRobot app. 
Um, it's my Roomba for all intents and purposes, but they ding me 29 bucks a month for it. But it's not just distributing the payments for the hardware. They also send me all of the consumables. So bags and filters and brushes oh, wow, okay. and everything else that you might need, which those incremental costs can add up pretty quickly. So I ran some rough numbers based on a three-year time of ownership and all you know, in on the monthly versus the capital outlay and you know, they're you know getting way in the weeds now, but it didn't sound like a bad deal. And I still don't think it's a bad deal. Again, I'm still subscribed. Um, but the thing that really got me was let's go back to my original premise. I have one because of puppy hair. Mm. Uh, it's right there in their terms of service that if my dog decides he no longer likes the Roomba chasing him around the house and decides to attack <laughs> it, um, my dog wouldn't cause he's just, anyway, he's a pacifist, but I digress. Um, we'll, we'll be kind and call it that. Uh, if he were to destroy, or if it was just damaged anyway, you mail it back, they mail you a new one. So it's got that, you know, it's got for all intents and purposes, accidental coverage is the easiest way to put it. So when you bundle all that together, not saying go run out and spend 30 more dollars a month on something you don't need, but if it's something you are already looking to buy, that's mm -hmm. actually one of my favorite examples of a subscription service that fit my need. Um, I continue to be happy with a year into it. And the, and the last kicker is cause I always like the new toys. Yes. They've released a new model since I got mine. No, they don't just send you the new model right away. Uh -huh. But if you do stick it out every three years, they do just send you the newest one. You send yours, they send you a box with the newest model Roomba in it. And when the box arrives, you pack up your old one, and you send it back in. So at least every three years, you're cycling out for the latest, greatest in their product line. So they do want it, the old one back. Like if you stop, I believe so. Eight months in, you got to send um, it in. That I don't think so. Well, inside the year, because they're going to charge you out the year, but I'm, Oh, I don't know. Because, I have no. I have no intention of canceling it at this point. But if I were, I don't. I don't recall if there's a send back or not. Well, but it does get disabled. I know that much. Like they do have oh, the okay, ability yeah. through the app to. If you just that stop paying for the service, okay. they just shut it down, which I think is reasonable. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you, know, you didn't fulfill your commitment. So, I mean, that was way in the weeds right away. But you know, I didn't even come in prepared for that. It just kind of hit me as we were doing our lead in. Like that is, that's not what I typically think of when I think of subscription services or what's more likely the more common one for most people is streaming services. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but they all fall under this umbrella of subscriptions because, you know, now we can step into more of the historical lens of it. I think that was absolutely the gateway drug for lack of a better way to put it for so many people. Um, you know, a little red envelope company called Netflix. I mean, right. that, mm -hmm. that for me anyway was other than some fringe cases, I'm sure I could go way, way, way back in the way back machine for, that I can think of for me, that was one of my first, what I think of as true subscription services was red, I mean, pre-streaming red envelope yeah. DVDs in the mail, Netflix like two or three at a time or whatever it was. And yeah. Depending yep. on your plan, you could do a tiers. plan for one or two or yep. three. Yep. They had all the different tiers and everything. So you could feel like you could always back it down. If it's too much, you didn't have to cancel. You just back it down to one disc instead. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they said they did. They, they were the first ones to really kind of, set up all the tiers and make it a, an easy thing for you to sign up for and keep, you know, Ooh. paying almost to the point like a gym membership where you forget about it. You know, it's so it's, it was at that time, it was a relatively small amount. I don't remember what the one disc was it 10 bucks a month. It was somewhere oh, it was around. Less, it, it was, it was less than that. No, it was okay. it, the one, the one disc was a few dollars. I don't know. If it was, yeah. It was so, I mean, you could back it down and it was, it was almost a forgettable charge on your account. So well, yeah, that was whatever, the whole business you know. model was that it was a forgettable yeah, charge. Exactly. Your account. You know, it's just, and, you know, they've obviously gotten away from that because they made a lot of people angry recent, recently, but the, sure. you know, 
I mean, I like to go back in that way back machine a little bit. I mean, the things that kind of got me used to the subscription models back in the day, AOL, like when that was all you could have yeah. for internet, you know, That's and, true, and even whatever, once yeah. and once it transitioned where people were starting to get cable internet or DSL internet, a lot of people still kept that because that's where their email address was. That's where all their friends lists and contacts lists were, and, you know, and some people are still paying okay. for it today. Okay, let's also so. just call what it is. Yeah, there are a bunch of people still paying for it today because yep. they either don't know how to cancel it or couldn't be bothered. Right. I yeah. I don't know this number. I don't pretend to know this number, but I, I insist on believing that an enormous amount of their ongoing recurring revenue is people whose discover card gets dinged once a month and it just gets buried in the charges and they and either they even can't be bothered, don't years. know, <laughs> or genuinely don't know how to navigate the process of canceling. Or Eric, to your, to your also very valid and good point, there's people who just keep it around for AOL had to pivot because I, I, w- yeah. I would shy away from calling them a subscription service back in the day. It was more akin to a utility. Sure. You, know, you were, you were, you were paying a monthly fee for a, for I guess a service, sure. Yeah. But it, like I've never thought of internet as a subscription service. Like at the end of the day, it it, it falls more in, it, into the utility category for me. Yeah, I feel. I, I guess feel I realize like, there's a huge political debate to be had there sure. as well. And that's I was not. Say, the I one feel for today. like I feel like now I think about it that way, but then I'm talking right 1997, 1998. Yes, it it internet was new. It was novel. True. It wasn't. It wasn't a utility yet. It was not something that everybody had. It was you know very a very right. select few people ended up connecting that. But regardless, you know that was one. And then the other one that I think of that again isn't a a typical subscription service the way I would think about it is something like Costco or Sam's Club. Like wow, that's a it great was point. it was a membership membership it, model. to an elite. Yep. You can't walk in the door without flashing mm-hmm. your card. You card. have to pay to have that privilege. It got us used to paying those services to have that to get something in return for it. And again, all that does is get you in the door and then you get to buy things from them at, you know, a few cents I mean, off or whatever it is. But it's mm-hmm. still a service that you have to pay for at an interval to get you access to something. No, so you're it kind of right. got us all used to it. The, subscri- the subscription model of today is the logical evolution of the membership model. It's a really, really great point because those go back a long, long way, you know, yeah. back, you know, country club membership or, you know, cl- you know all, so- all sorts of, you know, triple A. I mean, yep. you really want to get down oh, yeah. into it. Like think about triple A. So the, the model is sound going back through the decades or even well beyond. But what's interesting is the the increments on subscription services today, the the model towards, let's face it, you're not getting capital investment without showing a recurring revenue model in today's yeah. market. I mean, that's that's, that, that's just that's the fact. That's where this push is coming from. That is why you have toaster ovens with a <laughs> subscription attached to it. Like yeah. they want those, they want access to those recurring revenues. Um, you know, I, I use a I use a soda stream. You know, because you know, I I I like carbonated water, and it's just oh, yeah. easier to make my own. Believe me when I tell you, they would happily have <laughs> me sign up to send me little CO two cylinders every month, yeah. and show me as not a person that just goes down to Target every so often picks up cylinders, but drop ships on a recurring schedule and hopes to get buried in my Amex. Oh yeah, and never I be mean, looked at again. I think about it whenever whenever I buy something off of the, the big A on Amazon, like they mm-hmm. have that now. If it's a certain type of product, it's like. Yep. Do you, do you want to set this up to, you know, 
come every month yeah. and like they want you to to oh, tag it to you know, vitamins or whatever yep. yeah exactly and they give you a little bit of a discount and amazon as a platform that. is a subscription service i mean yep. from prime down that is yeah, a absolutely. subscription service in every measurable way um what's interesting is we collective we and this isn't meant to be a negative but like all things has to be kept under control on a certain leash we have allowed these subscription services to really permeate almost every vertical of our lives like it, like it yeah. is crazy um yeah i think in a way we even saw this coming we we're like oh eventually it's just going to be like cable all over again you're just going to have you know 15 streaming services but it's kind of coming well, true you know well time. you're right cody because what drove it dr- the legacy cable world drove us here in a big way. Now I'm not talking about the Amazon side, setting prime video aside for a second, like, mm. you know, prime for shipping. That just, you know, that's just what people were doing or, you yeah. know, uh, or you know, AOL or things like that. But, but you're right. The cable, the cable industrial complex pushed us as a market towards leaping into the arms of the streaming video services and later the streaming music services, mm-hmm. not video, but you know what I mean? Um, because people were tired of spending three, $400 a month with Comcast for 400 channels, 385 of which they didn't want to watch and commercials and, and, and commercials <laughs> yeah. and everything else. And, and well, we can, we can spend a whole episode talking about commercials and the resurgence oh, yeah. of those, totally. the number of services I now pay for every month to still be greeted by ads before mm-hmm. every episode. Sure. They're ads for their own content. They're still ads. Yeah. Like, oh, and then, exactly. And then you can, the and then in the, you know, and then there's the ones like Hulu and others where you, you know, they get you in the door at the this tiers. price and then they yep. go, well, if you don't want ads, then you're going to have to supersize your plan and, you know, mm-hmm. add the $3 a month or whatever it is for the no ads plan. And, you know, yeah. And then you don't have to watch the ads, but you're still going to get ads at the beginning for their stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those yeah, don't count. Th- so th- this number isn't broken out by what type of subscription service. So I do want to point that out. So this is not just video, but to that e- example of, you know, obviously three, $400 is a pretty extreme example, at least in some cases, but let's just say someone was spending a couple hundred dollars a month on, I'm just going to pick on Comcast because they're, they are our most prolific cable provider here in our area. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I had TV going way, way back, it was a bundle. Cause again, everything's a bundle. So it was, you know, cable and internet and whatever. I want to say when TV was still in it, we were knocking on $300, but that to be fair, that was also internet as well. Um, the at, the at the end of 2021, so these numbers are a few months old, but still, end of 2021, a survey showed that um, the average American was spending $273 a month on subscription services. Wow, Phew. that's not that's not just streaming videos. That could be your, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Stitch Fix? I think is one of them that's out there. For there's all sorts of clothing ones, and oh sure, um, yeah, you know what I mean. There's 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 a subscription service truly for everything. This is bundling all of that. So there's ones for makeup. There's ones for clothing. There's one for tools. I have one that literally sends me a different tool every month and I love it. My garage is yeah. overflowing. I, with I have my one for art supplies. Problem. Yeah. There you go. Yep. You know, they, again, they will happily show a, show us whatever we want to get those recurring dollars. But what's interesting is it's not just about, we think of them as they're just raking in those monthly dollars. It's really about attracting investment because going back to, the only way to raise capital on the street right now is to show a recurring revenue model. I mean, that is really it. Um, in so much as an enormous number of these streaming services and platforms are operating at a loss. They're, they're net operating at a loss. Um, 
and a lot of these are strategic losses, mind you. So let's take Disney Plus, for example. Mm-hmm. The most recent number I could find, which again might be a little bit out of date by now, was that um, they most recently operated a $900 million loss. But they're adding subscribers like gangbusters, and they're growing and growing and growing. They're well on their way towards crossing that inflection point and becoming profitable. It took Netflix years to do so. Um, so they just there, need a dozen extra families to go to Disney World, and they're covered. Yeah, <laughs> half a dozen. Um, and, and yeah, that, and that was you know Disney Plus. Um, what Disney Media Group or whatever the full proper name is. It's the combination of Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. if, if I remember right. correctly. Yes. Um, yeah, but those bundled together are operating at a loss. But again, that is a strategic loss. They're doing so intentionally, pouring money into content, pouring money into advertising, getting subscribers in. Their subscriber numbers continue to rise. But that's really the play. The play is not, it's a weird mindset to think the play is not for dollars right now. The play is for headcount. Netflix has finally been profitable for a while. They were, I think, 5.1 billion net profit last year. I mean, Eric and I made the joke earlier, that's Apple's juice budget. But I mean, (laughs) in all things being relative, that's, uh, you know, they turned a profit, which is more than they can say for most. And a a profit that starts with a B. I mean, that's not to shy away from. But notice that Wall Street could care less, frankly, about those profits because what happened the minute they had to show net subscriber loss? They yeah, everything got tanked. destroyed yeah, on the market and can, mm. and now they're going through massive cost cutting measures and canceling content. And that's again, a whole other side conversation. I think it's okay that Netflix is canceling some content. Yes. A couple shows that I m- watch on the margins were, you know, caught up in the casualties, but there is something to be said against throwing money at every single show idea anyone would walk through the door with. And there for a while, I'm sure it wasn't quite that easy, but that was the reputation for some time was if you basically walk through the doors of Netflix with a show, you were getting the equivalent of a pilot greenlit and some amount of money thrown at you. Yeah. And then half the, half the shows that were on networks or otherwise that got canceled, the first place they would go is Netflix and go to a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. There were multiple shows I'd watch and it was like a Netflix show. And I was like, I looked it up. I was like, this show came out five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then act like it's there. <laughs> and again, it's it's a it's a massive machine that has to be built because they have to bring in the subscribers. The way you bring in subscribers is with attractive content, but then you have to keep those subscribers because what happens when they come to your service for three shows? They binge watch all three, and the other you know the the other edge of that double edged streaming knife is very few, if any, of them are seeing big numbers on annual or longer commitments. These are month to month commitments. Yeah. So when you run out of things to watch especially the younger generation that is less set it and forget it when it comes to these things. We're used to turning stuff on and off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My mom will never not be subscribed to Netflix. She signed up because I got, you know, tired of it five years ago or so. (laughs) And it, I don't know if she watches five shows a month. I don't know if she watches two shows a year. Couldn't tell you, but I will tell you, she will never bother not subscribing because she has to log into the website and do all the things. That's just not a thing that she's going to do. Mm-hmm. My wife and I constantly, you know, pretty regularly, I should say, take stock of these are all the ones we're paying for. What have you watched recently? And our standing rule is if we haven't watched something on a service in a whole month, then we just cancel the subscription until something comes to that platform that we want to watch. 
It takes yeah, that makes all one, kinds of sense. I bet sense. you find that yeah. it's, oh, multiple months went by and I didn't want to watch sure. anything. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's a 20-minute exercise. We try to do it monthly. Don't always do it. But it's you know, and constantly there's one or the other that we're not subscribed to. But what I've noticed interesting is a, a number of them have snuck back in through other creative ways. So we must not be the only people doing this. HBO Max is a great example. Um, love a lot of the HBO properties, but we weren't actively watching any of them. And that's yeah. one of the pricier services. So I canceled it for a while. It got turned back on when unrelated to that, I was renegotiating our AT&T deal. And for, you know, no more, actually a little bit less money, HBO Max got rolled into it. Okay. Now we have, and I still, now that I have it again, I do occasionally sit down and I want to go rewatch a season of Silicon Valley or what, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's fine. Now that it's there. Now that it's there. I had a very similar thing too. I mean, I, we were take, like you do, we were taking stock of all the ones. Do we use this all the time? Do we not? We realized that we were paying separately for, you know, Hulu, no ads plan. And we had Disney plus subscription and we had some other stuff in there. And I was able to go in and change the plan on my phone, um, from like one tier of unlimited to another. And I was able to choose that I wanted like their streaming tier or whatever, and it included Disney and Hulu and some other streaming services all bundled in. And I ended up paying like, I think it was like eight or $10 a month more on my phone bill, but it bundled in and it ended up saving us like almost $30 in subscription fees. Cause I just bundled it under the, all yep. under the same account mm-hmm. with our, with our phone provider. So we have, we have them all. So we didn't have to cancel all of them because we ended up saving a ton of money per month on the subscription services. So I think a lot of them are doing that too. Just like you said, John, to remit, to retain that head count, you know, eyeballs on the yep. screen of their, you know, so they can say, you know, we have this many subscribers all the time, even if that number they're looking is for, getting them they're less looking money. For sub, yeah. They're looking for subscribers and active subscribers. Right. That, mm-hmm. That's the other one. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. If you're an inactive user, they're still happy to still be collecting your monthly money. Don't get me wrong. But going oh, back really. to metrics and how they raise capital and everything else, it's about those monthly active users. They want those folks in there with their eyeballs on the screen, using the service and therefore watching the content. Right. Because that's also then how they trend their own content and say, okay, oh, I'm just going to use round numbers. 50 million people were on here and you know, 40% of them tuned into XYZ show. Guess what? We're going to, we're going to allocate some dollars to that show when almost half of our subscribers had eyeballs on that show in the last month. That's a big deal. I'm sure the numbers are very different than that, but I, that that's the play is you want people, yes, paying you every month. Then you want people using the service because what I don't in the modern incarnation, a lot of these, what we think of as subscription, but especially streaming services, they can't just get away with ghost users like mm-hmm. like like, yeah. like your a like your legacy AOL use that might just keep it around for the occasional email or they just can't be bothered to cancel. That's not good enough in these places. My uh, you know the, the subscription service I mentioned where they send me a different tool every month. They're still sending me the tool. They have no way of knowing if I used that ratchet set, mm-hmm. but yeah. I paid for it. They sent me the ratchet set. They're happy to keep charging me and sending me stuff into whether I ever open it, open it or not. And by the way, I do use them, but even if I didn't, <laughs> that is coming full. That is working for them. The thing about these digital properties is they know if you're using it or not. And more importantly, their investors know if you're using it or not. And yeah. that's there's a whole accountability system in there to show, okay, yeah, or is this just, you know, a bunch of ghost charges where eventually enough people are going to wake up and cancel and now, you know, you're going to go through a subscriber, you know, hemorrhage, or do you have an active engaged community of users that are going to keep coming back and using your service? That's, that's 
what they're all striving for. And that's what they're all, we talk about the streaming wars as it were. I know we're talking about subscriptions as a whole, but I think streaming really, we keep coming back to it because that's, that's the cornerstone of the subscription yeah. market right now is streaming really is. video and audio. Yeah. Um, entertainment for sure. Enter- entertainment. There you go. As, as a whole and going back to, I mean, I think they're trying to make a resurgence, but who remembers movie pass? I mean, that yeah, was yeah. a subscription yep. service. Oh yeah, I, I can tell you. Right I can away. tell you. AMC and Regal remember Movie Pass. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Regal started their own. I think not too long. They ago. They all have. Yep. They're trying that's... to do it again. Yeah. They 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 did it, and then they're like, "This isn't a good idea." And then all of a sudden, no one was going to the movies, and they're like, "Well, maybe it is a good idea." So, because <laughs> yeah. they want butts and seats, because they want they are getting advertising seats. dollars too. Every time you go to those movies, you get you know not only previews, but you're also getting ads. And they well, and how many they, theaters they, they play yeah. a movie in like that yep. goes into it as well. Like you know, yep. and and. Hey, you know, I, I used to work at a movie theater. I remember how how much they said the movies, like what you pay for a movie ticket, right. does nothing for the movie theater's yep. bottom line. It's all in concession stands. Yep. 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 And, and it, you know, whatever it's how modern sports there. work. Yep. It's, it's yeah. how modern sporting events work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, reason I bought, why a, that I bought a beer at a Brewers game. There, yeah. there you go. $13. Yeah. yeah. Just because they noticed the intentional use of you bought a beer yeah, at a Brewers a game. <laughs> and, and, and watched people around me go at, you know, every inning break. And I'm like, how do they afford this? Like, this is insane. They have a subscription but, model to the Yeah, exactly. A subscription model for beers. <laughs> Uh, no, but hey, they, now, no, <laughs> they, the what you know, and it seems like they're trying to, they're using the entertainment one to entice you into other stuff now because the big one that I think about that I keep going back and looking at because I can never find one still, I want to get the the newest Xbox, like the Xbox mm-hmm, Series right. X, you know, the the high end one. I still have trouble finding it where I am in stores. Yep. Um. So they they now you know, but I pay for the Game Pass for my old mm-hmm. one so I can log in and download whatever games are in their Game Pass to play whenever. I don't have to go out and buy $60 games all the time. I can just download. There's a whole bunch of games I can play on there. So I use that for my Xbox games. But they now let you go in, and I, I think that's like 15 and change a month or whatever it is for that service. You can now go on to Microsoft's site and click a couple of buttons and upgrade that from a $15 a month to a $34 a month subscription fee. And right. they will... They will do like with your Roomba, they will send you the hardware and you pay for that for two years. And then once that's done, you're, you know, it goes back down to the $15 a month and you've paid for your hardware over time. And it's, it's a subscription service for hardware. And I'm assuming that the next time an Xbox comes out, you can just re up your subscription and they'll send you a new one and you can, you're basically leasing to own. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And there's so many convergences of these models. I, th- I think about like, again, our business hardware as a service is a very big thing. Yeah. Like I said, it's not one that, you know, we as a company do heavily for a lot of reasons, but there hardware as a service where, yeah, you pay us this fee, we show up, we install the hardware and we manage it you know, as a managed service with hardware as a component. Um, you know, coming back to more the consumer side of things, that is probably one of the clear that, or my, I mean, my Roomba is clearly hardware as a service. I am paying them a monthly fee for access yep. to a piece of hardware and the management of it on the back and the front end. That's, that's what it is. So I, I think the, there is a clear line between like physical objects like that Xbox or my Roomba or the, you know, countless other that have a service attached to them. Um, you know, keep going back to like my, my tool subscription. There's no service there. You know what I mean? Like it is a subscription right. that they are drop shipping me. You know, n- no one is coming by to re-oil my, my drill once a month. You know what I mean? Like it's, they, they, they sent me a drill and I use it and that's just, you know, how it works. Um, and you I want, think that's you what, want the subscription for that 10 millimeter socket that everyone uses. What. 
need to that, get one of those every month. Just send me a new one every two months, and that way I'm never more than 30 days without exactly. one. No. Uh, but I, I think there are there's so many different models within this overarching model where, you know, do you have hardware involved or is it strictly a service? Is it entertainment focused? Is it, you know, a utility? There's so many ways, or is it one that's truly designed to sneak onto someone's credit card and just disappear and not to make it, you know, go into that deep, dark place. But I do think there is a whole segment of these subscription services specifically, some of them streaming services, but subscription services for sure. They are designed to get you on, get some cool stuff in your hands and then hope that you forget it. And not that they're, yeah. they're going to keep doing the thing. They're going to do whatever, not saying they're all, you know, nefariously out there to sell you vaporware mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they, they are, their model is geared towards how many, how, what scale can we get to, and then just keep raking in those collective dollars as long as humanly possible. Because subscription services, especially amongst certain generations, are very, very sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, once yeah. they, AOL is the ultimate example of that, where they were yeah. once a utility, they pivoted that into a genuine service, not that anyone even uses. In fact, it yeah. would cost them more money if people used it more frequently. So they are better off maintaining a maximum base of people that don't even use the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? makes me what you know you saying that makes me think of uh, not that it's maliciously you know every time but like uh like storage subscriptions like let's say like maybe your sure. android or your iphone like oh my backup you know i've reached that kind of space i'll just add like a dollar 99 for some more space or something like that i feel like you'll yep. never get rid of those like those will just I, be yeah those are very part. sticky yeah cody mm-hmm. you just you just hit it right on the head and i'm thank you for the reminder by the way personally um no <laughs> in all <laughs> seriousness so i signed up last year for the apple one whatever the family yeah, tier so because yep. my wife and i use it and for several things and it's just net net it saved us money mm-hmm. except that i've since noted that i had been paying for additional storage before that the apple one rolls in extra storage but to this day i'm still getting charged for the separate extra oh, storage they plans didn't, they didn't cancel the other uh-uh. storage plan. oh lovely. and that was it nice just happened over this weekend and, and and shame on me once a month at the end of the month i see those emails roll in you've renewed this you've renewed this i get three of them it's our apple one plan and the i think mine was a 200 and hers was a 50. they weren't big again to your point cody they're dollars right yeah. it's, it seems but like they've nothing. dinged me probably a total four dollars extra a month for a year if mm. you do that over a hundred million people that's quite yep. the ghost revenue source oh yeah yeah so. not too shabby and that's, and that that's their a, that's their actual juice budget on those yeah there you go <laughs> uh and that, that leads me to one of the last points I want to make sure I made was this is now propping up a whole new cottage industry that I've noticed of services that solely exist to help you inventory, track, and monitor your other subscription services. Yep. It is I've a service to manage the services. Yeah. Yes. And, and, the, and I guess it's the, it's goes back to the other point that we, that Cody, you made earlier that, you know, you had everything bundled under cable all your stations under cable and, and it was so expensive to $300 a month. And then everyone, you know, cut the cord and went to, you know, Hulu, Netflix, whatever they needed to, to get their streaming services. I did it too. I don't subscribe to cable anymore. No, so I'm I have right, a few yeah. of those services and they cost me $45, $50 a month. I'm now saving a little bit more money on that, you know, but Hey, I'm, I'm saving a whole bunch of money. You know, it's, it's not Until. that bad. And then yeah. you realize you're not using all of them. And, you know, I want this one for this time. So now there, I don't remember the name of it. I tried looking it up before the show, but I couldn't find it. But I remember seeing that there is a service out there that you pay them a monthly fee and then you have 
like an a la carte menu of you can choose from any of these streaming services per month and you can have you know based on your tier you can have three streaming services a month and then you choose the three you want netflix hulu disney plus and then for that month you have those and then the next month you realize okay there's no shows on netflix so i'm just going to do hulu disney plus and you know hbo max and then you get yep. those and you just swap them in and out for which ones you want to use so you're basically rebundling the unbundled services again yeah. so <laughs> i don't know it's they're going back to it well it's, i think we've gone through a great unbundling in the last decade especially yeah. you know the, the unbundling of those cable of those cable plans going back to more of the streaming media side of things but we've, we've taken these things we were paying huge sums of money for because we all collectively decided that we were definitely paying for stuff we weren't using the thing is we've now effectively rebundled ourselves into these mass collections of streaming services mm-hmm. and we owe ourselves to ask continue to ask the question what are we paying for that we're not using going back yep. to the very manual but it works for us process that taylor and i sit down once a month and say okay what are we what are we not using and then take the 30 seconds to go turn it off um that's and there will be services that build up around that to help people automate that process or whatever have you but i think that you know the solid state tip out of this whole thing is take the few minutes sit down i mean Frankly, go to the source. Go to the go to the dollars. Whether it's hitting a credit card, your bank, your debit, your bank statement, whatever. Go find all those little, you know, death charges. by a million yep. paper cuts charges. Oh, yeah. Some total them up and say, what have I used in the last whatever your com- thirty days, ninety days, the last year? I mean, it would be. I, I would be the first one to say. I bet if I sat down and actually totaled them all, I would find something I'm paying for that I have not used in a full year. The Apple one is as a subscription. It was almost yep. a year ago. Today, I happen to know for other for another reason. It was last June that we converted over to Apple One. So it's now been a year that they've been getting me for an extra four dollars a month because I and I've known about it, but I couldn't mm. be bothered to go do something about it. Um, so that's that's really where you know responsibility comes back at us. We all want to blame the streaming services for this. You know, you know, they're 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 here to take our money. Well, you you did have to click the subscribe button, right? Yeah. To clarify. Just out, unless, yeah. unless someone actually hacked your account or you know coerced you into doing it you did make going back to owning our own responsibilities we signed up for the thing and it goes back to managing your budgets and your money and everything else at the very i still view everyone likes to take a very pessimistic view of oh we're just re-entering the bun the cable bundle era well we are and we're not because at the very least if i take the responsibility to go do something about it i can go turn off half of those yeah. services if i want to i have control over that knob versus what used to be my every 12 to 18 month dance of calling comcast sitting on the phone for 3 to 4 hours literally negotiating back and forth with some representative to lock myself into a new agreement that i didn't want to save myself 30 or 40 dollars a month for the same bundle of channels most of which i wasn't going to be watching uh yeah, control comes at a cost. Like we have that little bit of control, but the cost of that is you actually have to invest the effort into managing it. And I think for some people, that's not going to happen, i.e. the door that's open for Eric, what you were describing, the services that are willing to step in and do it for and provide you. the service to manage your services. And that's yeah. that's okay too. But I think for the collective us to sit here and cross our arms and say, well, that was a pointless decade. We unbundled it. Now we're right back where we started. Well, until I can't go sign up for HBO Max and only HBO Max, and I do firmly believe we have the ability to manage and maintain this the way we always wanted, if you're willing to put in that little bit of effort. Yeah, and it's just going it. to not becoming complacent and just going, eh, it's just another 15 bucks. I'm just going to, I'll just let it go. That's what everybody does. I'll just let it go. Yep. 
and it's that's like how we know. get to two hundred and seventy three dollars a month per person. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and like you said, death by a thousand paper cuts. So yeah, you yep. got to be mindful of it. Yeah, I think for the most part, there these you know services are easier to cancel than a, than it sounds like you know calling a Comcast for a few hours. Oh, least, you know that's that. absolutely that's the other yeah. one for sure. I mean, they we, definitely still do the digital version of the Are you sure? Are you sure? You know, mm-hmm. we we'll offer you this deal and you know three months for free or what whatever they try to get you know. But yeah, if you just mm-hmm. click no, 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 then they finally get the point and let you off the hook. But yeah, well, going coming back to taking responsibility, there is a little you know you owe yourself a little bit of due diligence and one of the due diligences i try to do before signing up for any of these services that i do view as a commitment whether it's a monthly commitment annual whatever is what is the cancellation what does the cancellation look like i genuinely go out of my way to try never to sign up for something that requires a phone call to cancel if i can't log into a website or into an app to cancel my service that is one of the first red flags for a is this something i even want to deal with but also I, i i insist on asking the question why why have they, if they're putting up artificial barriers to cancellation, why? And that yeah. just, you know, I'd always try to keep my red flag list close. And that for me has always been one. What hoops have they put in place? And if those hoops are strictly there to make it inconvenient to unsubscribe because they want to retain, if that's their retention model, that's not a model I really want to partake in. Yeah, that's in. pretty shady when they do it that way. Yeah. Well, it's prevalent. I mean, it's, it's let's let's be real though. It's it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And going back to doing that due diligence on the upfront to say, okay, I'm going to be throwing X amount of dollars at you on some recurring basis. Maybe you do a fine job and I just decide I'm done with it. How hard is it going to be for me to turn off that tap? And if it's been yeah. artificially made different, that that that's a decision they made. And therefore I can make the decision not to give them my dollars. Like that's just, you know that's the consumer equation, right? Like mm-hmm. they yeah. have a thing I potentially want to buy, but I still have to decide to buy it. No one hopefully is holding the metaphorical gun to my head to go out and get it. If we get into that position, then now we've got things like now we're having a monopoly conversation. You know, wh- why is competition so important? Because if Netflix ever became the only streaming service, well, guess what? They could do stuff like that. They mm-hmm. could charge us $50 a month. And no, you're never going to leave because they're the only people that can do it. And the intense competition in the streaming space, going back to being optimistic here for a second, that is driving some of the best content and the best services and some of the best experiences I've had in you know mixed entertainment media in a long time. And I think a huge portion of that is due to the intense competition that's happening in that space. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, there it, it's good, and, you, and you're right. It's good to be able to have that, you know, because of what just happened with Netflix. You know, they they yep. tried to raise their prices, and they had a mass exodus of people because there are other options out there. And if there yep. were no other options, like it used to be with cable, we'd all just mm-hmm. be stuck with it and have to go. Okay, well, I guess we just got to pay the new prices because what mm-hmm. else are we going to do? Yep. So yeah, no, I I agree completely. So I, I was tempted to say, should we take stock of the various streaming services? I'm sorry, subscription <laughs> services we all pay for, but I don't want to do that to the three listeners listening to this show or the three people sitting here recording it. So yeah, we, <laughs> I think we yeah, don't have I another half down, hour like, for each of us to list them. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah, I wrote down a few, just like, okay, there's yeah. food subs, right? You can get food. Oh, true. Now. You don't have to really That's go to the great... grocery anymore. That's wow. and talk about that. That's another hugely competitive market because again, once upon a time, at least as far as I'd ever heard of it, it was just HelloFresh. Like that was just yep. the well, the one I yep. heard about forever. And now it seems like there are countless others that cater to different, you know, you know, diet food types and yeah. diet restrictions, or just what type are you looking for? Like that that's again that 
having many players in those spaces, um, you know, is a good thing. I, I continue to be concerned about the lack of a lot of competition in the streaming music space. Mm-hmm. I mean, really we've got Apple music, Spotify, and Google's out there doing something. Something. Amazon's right. got theirs. And uh, there was there was one. Well. Yeah, Amazon has theirs. There was one that was out there for a while that I don't know if it's still around. It was supposed. It was supposed. Yeah, the the high quality one. The yeah. one that was yeah. supposed to be like really really high quality. Is that still around or did that shutter it's, already? It's there. Okay. I think they changed the the model in which like that you you know okay. how their their plans are. But yes, yeah, they still do like it's, the high, high subscriptions. Okay. All, all right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's not very many compared to the other stuff. And I guess those are dramatically different in a couple key ways. Streaming music in a big way, there are obviously exclusives, but there's a lot less exclusivity in streaming music. Like if you took your big four or five streaming music platforms, most of them have most of the same same core content versus you know going into netflix you're going to netflix for these shows or hbo max for this or disney plus if i want to watch star wars i'm going to disney plus mm-hmm. like there's no yeah. going over to netflix and you know except for the handful of deals that are we're waiting to expire on different platforms that space has wholly solidified under this is our content and you're coming to us for it you know for the most part you know spotify is not yet that i know of operating as a large scale label I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. they've got a no, not that doing no, that. Not, yeah. I mean, they're, not, they're, they're leaning heavy into, they're leading heavy into podcasts. The podcast side of yeah. That, yeah. Sure. Yeah. They'll but definitely just, try to get like an artist a record for like the first week or two that it releases and then oh, it goes yeah. everywhere. But yeah, I don't think any. I mean, I, it was, it was a number of years ago. I'm dating myself at this one, but I remember like the big Taylor Swift drama yes. years back. Mm-hmm. And like that, that was one of the first examples I remember of like, it was a big deal. What platform this music ended up on. So, you know, those areas for competition remain interesting because I guess it bothers me less on the video side of things. Cause again, they're running those studios. They're making that content, then it's distributing and attracting customers that way. Yeah. The exclusivity game bothers me more on the music side of things. Cause for the most part, they're not like, they're just throwing gobs of cash at something to artificially create exclusivity to get you over onto their service versus another one. Instead right. of just making their platform better and incentivizing me that way to come, you you know, give me a great piece of tech. Give me a, give me an unparalleled app experience, make your product better and incentivize me to come there rather than saying we wrote a big fat check to these couple of artists. And now you have to come to us to get that piece of content. I just, I realize they're, they're somewhat similar, but to me, at least, there's just a clear divide between the studio system and how the video side of things runs and just blatantly throwing cash at exclusivity, which seems to be more the the name of the game on the music side of things. Oh, yeah. And I think most of the reason, like, is app design, why I even, like, want to use one or the other. It's like, yeah, they all have the music, so it's like, what do I want to look at? <laughs> you yeah, know, what you like, interacting with. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, another one that I had here, which you reminded me of, of with the older Netflix is like, uh, like Sirius XM, like a radio or something in your car that you're true. Wow. Yeah. I haven't uh, thought about satellite radio in a long time. I didn't even realize it was still a thing. Yeah, but to that point, like... that was an early subscription service. I mean, yep. te- I mean, for all intents and purposes, you paid them. I think it was, you more often paid annually, but I'm sure they did monthly as well. But I mean, they, they were they were a very sticky subscription service for a long time. And they did almost all the ways we're talking about. They got people mm-hmm. on there. 
didn't care if they used it or not because they were getting your whatever dollars a month. Um, they def I know there was definitely a period of time there where a lot of like radio personalities and different shows moved over to that in a, like the only way to listen to their content was yes. to get on Sirius yeah. XM. Howard Stern like was the big one. Yep. Oh yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, there was definitely that moment that's, I guess, still there because they're still in business. And every time I get a freaking car, I get stuck with six months of it that I don't use. And they send me <laughs> endless snail yeah. mail asking me to sign up for it. Yeah. So, and um, and, and the, the crazy deals they give you, too, by the end, it's like, how about 80 percent off? You're like, what, <laughs> yeah. What's this service actually worth? Like, what yeah. is your margin? Like, my yeah. God. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Well. On that extremely legacy bombshell, uh, going all the way back to Sirius XM, if we that might be the biggest full circle we've ever brought. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up with simply, you know, our, again, our solid state tip for this week is just take a minute, go take stock of these subscription services. They're not a bad thing, but they are a thing that need managed like anything else. And, you know, kind of internalizing that responsibility for what do I use? What do I want to pay for? Because I look at it as an incentive on my end if I if I make myself not pay for the ones I'm not using, I can further justify subscribing for the next one that pops up. Yeah, exactly. my you, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a long-term commitment. So yeah, there, there's some fun to be had with that. The so. next seven day free trial, I'll forget to cancel. Oh, well, that's, we could spend a whole nother episode just on trial offers trials, and conversion yeah. rates and things like and, that. And go right back to AOL again. And right yeah. back to AOL. That's right. You, oh my gosh, Eric, do you remember your first hundred hours free yep. or whatever yeah. it was? And they, they ended up getting up to like, I think 700 hours at the oh, end. Oh, it was ridiculous. Disc. It was ridiculous. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do it. I remember, I remember at that time going to our local Barnes and Noble uh, to get, you know, cause it was back in the days of magazines yep. and I'd get like, you know, the, the couple, you know, monthlies that I would read and I'd pick them up and then without fail, they'd have a display up front with it. You know, that month's AOL DVD or whatever the oh, AOL yeah. competitor of the day was. And you grab one of those suckers, go home. You never put the DVD or the CD in your computer. You just wanted the, the, phone number and the code on the back to yeah. dial into a different crappy dial-up service. Yep. And uh, I, I, there was the better part of a year because I could not convince my parents that the cost of internet was worth it. So I was just playing the, you know, yep. the, I, I, the, a new, the new email address every game. month. That's <laughs> it. Uh, I, I will own that failure. So awesome. <laughs> well, uh, now on that actual bombshell, I think we'll wrap it up for this week. So uh, you guys have anything to tie it up? No, I don't think so. Just mm -hmm. you know, like you said, go in and cancel what you're not using because I'll bet every single person who listens to this, all four of them, there's at least one thing <laughs> there that they could cancel that they're yeah. not using. I know yeah, I've got absolutely. at least one. I'm going to go look at them. I've already described my shame. You know, Apple, yep. I'm coming for my $4. Exactly. So. There you go. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody, and we will catch you next time. Later. Later.